song, Conversations with Myself, featuring me, myself, and I, sometimes a guest. Welcome, welcome and bienvenidos, uh, bienvenue, bienvenuto, and dobre den. Uh, however you say welcome in your language, welcome to my podcast. Now this is officially episode four. And to get you caught up, on the last episode, I shared a story with you all about the accident I was in while I was in the military. A very terrifying situation. Uh, For those of you that sent me an email requesting a transcript copy or a manuscript copy of the uh, essay, where it goes into a lot more detail around the accident, uh, check your emails. You should already have those. So when we talked about the accident, we talked about um, how I had a choice, right? And I had a choice to choose what I was going to do, right? Was I going to wallow in self-pity or was I going to get up and, you know, dust myself off and keep going? So one of the last lines in the essay or the paper I wrote, The Brandishing Terror, Uh, in the foothills of Mount Tefert, was that I did not have a choice on March 29th to live or die, right? I was in an accident. I didn't have the choice if I was going to live or die. But what I said at the end of the paper was, now I do have a choice. And I choose now and every day to live. And I do so out of my free will. But it's not just as simple as saying, hey, I choose to live, right? It's easier said than done. And it's not just simple to to see the positive in every situation. It takes work. I'm not going to lie to you, right? It takes discipline. But what I can assure you is that if you do follow these principles that I'm going to introduce to you, if you do follow these principles and you focus on finding the positive in every situation, you will definitely have a happier life. And the reason for that is quite simple, right? What you see or what you choose to see is going to determine what goes on around you. That's just the way of the way it is, right? In the last episode, I was using the overtime example of if you stay, if you end up staying late, like in a call center's example, you're on a long call that goes past the end of shift time for you. You could definitely be bitter and be upset, right? And if you see it that way, that is the reality of the situation is that you are staying two hours later than you intended to, and you're bitter, and you're upset, and you're pissed off. The other way you can see it is, as I mentioned in the last episode, was I'm getting two hours of overtime. Hey, this is a good thing. This is extra money that I didn't have before. So by seeing it in that light, however, you see it as a positive. Seeing it in the other light, where you're staying two hours late that you didn't plan on, is a negative annotation. So you see it in a negative way. So again, you you could see how... However you view things is what they are going to become and what your perception is going to become. Now, as I mentioned, it's not easy to do. As a matter of fact, it's very challenging, actually. I'll share a story with you, and this is where the principles were introduced to me by my dad. I'm going to take you back to 1993. Now, the full version of this story will be in the book that I'm working on and that I'm going to publish Uh, that focuses on the flip it principles, but I'll share a short version of the story. Back in 1993, I played Little League Baseball. Uh, 
everything was done by Parks and Rec, right? So Park and Recreation in Long Beach um, handled the Little League. They also did flag football, basketball, et cetera. So I was playing baseball that year. Um, I had a mean 12 to 6 curveball, which is, it almost uh, looks like a rainbow, right? Starts low, goes high, drops down low. That year, uh, the Long Beach Little League All-Stars went on to win the Little League World Series. Now, here's where I come into play. There was a kid by the name of Sean Burroughs. Now, Sean Burroughs was a bigger kid at the time, and he could smack the sh out of the ball, and he could hurl a fastball across the plate. I mean, he had some command and some velocity. On the other hand, me, I couldn't throw the ball very fast, but again, I had that mean rainbow 12 to six curve. So when it came time to decide, okay, which one of these kids are gonna go to the Little League World Series, lo and behold, Sean Burroughs was chosen. They went on to, to go win the Little League World Series. So I'm at home and I'm bummed out, right? I'm pretty upset about not going. So my dad comes in the kitchen, well, what's the matter with you, boy? And so I told him I was really upset because you know, I didn't, I didn't get to, uh, to go to Little League World Series. And he grabbed a baseball that was nearby, and he said, hold your hand out. I said, okay. He said, put your, your palm facing towards the ground. I did that. Then he put the baseball on top of my hand, right? And he said, when I let go, I want you to balance this ball on your hand. My hand was a little bit smaller at the time, so I'm trying to do it, and the ball's moving all over the place, right? And he goes, it's kind of difficult, isn't it? I said, yes, sir. He said, okay, now take your hand and flip it. And he made a motion really fast where he, his hand was held out. He had his palm facing to the ground and he flipped it over really quick to where his palm was facing up. And so then he put the baseball in my hand. He said, now, now hold it. And sure enough, the ball didn't go anywhere. He said, it's a lot easier, isn't it? I said, yes, sir. He said, here's why. Your hand is your perception of the world and everything in it. The ball is the world. If you have your hand upside down and you're trying to balance that ball, right, or you have one perception of something, it's not steady. You flip it and you flip the whole situation over. You have turned your hand over and you're holding that ball steady. The same thing goes in life. If you see something and it's a real negative thing, you can flip your perception and look at the positive and you can control the entire world. Like if you think about it right now, no, you didn't get to go to the Little League World Series and yes, you could be upset about it, you could be sad about it, but you are letting that negative thought and that sadness consume you. You now have the entire summer to go down to the pool down here. You said you like going to the pool, right? And I responded to him, yeah, yes, sir, I do. He said, well, now you have a whole summer to go to the pool. You wouldn't have had that if you went to the Little League World Series. And that really kind of boggled my mind when I thought about it. I was really bummed about not being able to go to the Little League World Series. But he did have a point. And that point was, there was a positive in that negative situation. And that is where the flip it principles were born. You see, a lot of times in life, several times in life, there's actually no way of getting around it. You're gonna come across a situation that you do not like. That's just the way of it. You're gonna come across a situation that's, that sucks, for lack of better terms. You don't like it. If you don't like working, right, but you're forced to work to pay bills, you know the whole thing. 
and you're stuck on a longer call using that call center analogy or scenario, you're stuck on a long call, you're not happy about that, right? You had plans, you wanted to go do something. So it's real easy to fall into that mindset of, I'm not happy right now, this sucks. And it does suck. But is there a positive light or a silver lining, as it were, in that situation? And the answer, again, is absolutely. We shared that already, right? We talked about getting that extra money. There is always a positive in every situation. Let me give you another example. Fires are one of the most destructive forces on this planet. A fire can, can terrorize the terrain, burn trees down, and put poisonous chemicals into the air, making it dangerous to, to just breathe. So you gotta think to yourself, how is there any positive in a fire? A fire destroys everything that it touches. There, there, there can't possibly be a positive in that, but there is. Scientists in Italy have actually found that after a fire, the nutrient levels in the soil are much higher than they were before. And if you ever notice, for those of you that live in the, in, in the area where uh, forest fires you know, wreak havoc, like you know, folks in Northern California, fires are crazy out there. But after the fire, when the green starts to grow back, it is greener than it was before. And the soil is much more rich in nutrients than it was before. So again, in every negative situation, there's always something positive. Where the trouble comes in is we have to train ourselves mentally to be disciplined enough to look for those positive things, right? If you focus on those positive things, you'll see those positive things and you will discipline yourself enough to where when you see something negative, you will find the positive in it and that negative thing won't bother you because you're too busy focusing on the positive. It's real easy to focus on the negative and let that negative thing bother you and get absorbed in that negative mindset and just sit there wallowing in negative thoughts and energy. But it is so much more rewarding to focus on the positive things and be surrounded with that positive energy. So I'm gonna go into much more depth and much more detail in next week's episode. I encourage you all to start trying today. Start trying to look for positive in every negative situation. And I promise you, you'll be much, much happier. Again, thank you so much for, for tuning in. Muchas gracias, ajejet, merci boku, Thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, again, if you have any questions, you can always email me, questions, comments, whatever. Email me at conversationswithmyself21 at gmail.com. Uh, very thankful to have all of you listening, and I look forward to dropping the next episode next week. Thank you so much again. Take care of yourselves. Be safe, and we'll talk to you soon.